Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good afternoon here in South Africa and also in Israel. It's three o'clock South Africa, Israel time. And it's the 29th of May, 2023. But we welcome everybody, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening. And it's a special situation room. It's for Sudan, as we had one the other day, but this is a follow-up. So we're going to really be praying into the situation that has occurred in Sudan. Okay, so first of all, Michael's here. So I'm just going to welcome and pray for you for this meeting. Lord, I just say thank you for each person who comes on to this meeting. I pray, Lord, that you'll give us wisdom, you'll give us knowledge, you'll give us understanding, and Lord, that you will direct our prayers in the way you want them to go. And I praise you and thank you for this opportunity that we get to, to uplift a country from Africa again, and that, Lord, that we can pray into that whole situation. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Amen. Okay, I'm just going to make Michael a co-host and then I'll hand over now to Shirley. While I'm doing that, Shirley can play the song that she's chosen and you can announce what I've written. I would now like to ask Pastor and Kim if he would just pray and pray for, especially for Michael as he leads the meeting further. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Father, we thank you for this time together. Thank you for the reason you brought us together. We ask, oh Lord, that you will guide us and lead us all to fulfill the purpose of this call at this time. And Lord, I pray for, my, as he leads, Lord, I ask that you will guide him. Lord, guide his mouth, guide his thoughts, and Lead him to your target for this call. We bless you, Father, because you have heard us and you have answered our prayer as you promised. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Nkem. And thank you, everyone, for the privilege to be with you today. I'm sorry I am very low on the bandwidth that I'm using. My Wi-Fi got some issues to be resolved today, so I just have to apologize because if I start using my video last through the time that we're supposed to be here together, but as much as possible, I will try to use the only the, the microphone with the video being off. Maybe I could just use my video in a minute for you. For those of you who have not met me before, this is my face. Uh, this is my real face. I'm not like, I think Emanuela said that is not her real face, but this is my real face. So please permit me to stay off the camera a little bit because of issues with the bandwidth that I'm using now. All right, so let's pray again. I love to pray again. Thank you, Pastor Kim, for the prayer. And thank you all, all, all of us that are on the call. I'd like to pray briefly and then we continue. Abba Father, thank you for your faithfulness and love. Thank you for the joy to come before you at this hour again to remember that you are still in the business of hearing and answering prayer. The Bible said in Psalm chapter 65, verse 2, the Bible says, Thou that hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. So Lord, we thank you, Father, for we know that you are still in the business of hearing prayer. And that's why we are all gathered before your holy precious presence. In Psalm chapter 65, verse 4, your word says, blessed is the man whom you choose, whom you cause to approach unto you. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, even of your holy temple. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to come this hour. On behalf of the nation in Tumor, the nation of Sudan, Lord, we are asking you right now, Lord, that you will speak to us, guide our hearts, guide the prayer point, and let all that we're going to do Bring glory and praise and honor to your name. In Yeshua, our Messiah's name, I have prayed. And all God's people say, Amen. And all God's people amen. say, Amen. 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 <clears throat> amen. Amen. Thank you all. God bless you. I'm going to be sharing from the book of Mark, chapter 4, 
this is a very popular scripture, very quickly, just a foundational. This is a very popular scripture that we are very much used to. Just to, I know that we are all very familiar with this story, but I'm bringing out an aspect of it, which we are going to use to pray for the nation of Sudan. And then I'm going to share some thoughts. I reached out to a couple of friends in Sudan. There is a particular primate who is in Sudan at the moment, which I contacted one of my leaders to help me to get across to him for him to be part of this call and i was told that he's actually in a place where he's trying to keep his head low and he's not very sure if he's going to be able to get a stable internet our friends that are on the ground in that are on the ground right now in in sudan the most important thing for them is safety at these hours i tried to reach a couple of them and they're like internet is very poor so they can join us. But a couple of my friends also that are based in South Sudan, they shared some thoughts with me, which I'm just going to be reading out from the various thoughts that they, are, they have shared, and for which we are going to draw our prayer points and be able to pray for this beautiful nation of Sudan. Now, I'm sharing from Bukoma chapter 4. We are very much familiar with that. I'm going to take from verse 35. This is a scripture that I know we are all familiar with, Mark chapter 4 from verse 35. And it says... On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So Jesus Christ was the one who, gave, who orchestrated the journey. He was the one who is behind it. So this is not a journey that is against the will of God. It's a journey that's in the light of what God wanted. Jesus is the one who said, let's go to the other side. So verse 36 says, now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat and he was as he was. And all the little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Verse 38. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Verse 39. Then he arose <clears throat> and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Another one say he rebuked the wind and said to the storm. And another verse, uh, Bible translation saying, and he spoke to the storm. But in this, this is New King James Version. It says, and he spoke to the sea. He said, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and then there was a great calm. Then verse 40 says, but he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, I want us to look at the, the point I want to bring out from this passage of scripture is the process of the way Jesus Christ addressed the situation. Number one, we know that there is a storm. And as that storm was going on, we know there is a storm currently in the nation of Sudan. So we are aware of that. But behind every storm, there is a wind. And that is the main thing that I want us to look at this, this hour. Because the metrologists will tell us, the metrology will say that, oh, that's why they're able to forecast storm. They can be able to forecast the forms of what is it called? It's the Katrina, whatever it is, all this thing happening in the world. Because they see the strength of the wind that is blowing. They are even able to measure it and say it's, it's moving at this particular strength, this amount of thousands of speed. So therefore, this is going to be hurricane. This is Hurricane Katrina, then if they call it Hurricane Edward or whatever, they are able to precisely forecast because of the strength of the wind. And that is science. But two more over 2,000 years ago, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the one, of course, we know that he's omniscient, the God of all wisdom, in the all-knowing God, he knew that the strength of every storm it depended on the wind, on the strength of the, on the wind. It is the force of the wind that's the source of the storm. The storm is only an expression of the power of the wind. It is the wind that is actually the source. So when the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was dealing with this situation in verse 39, the Bible says, then he arose, number one, he rebuked the wind, which is the source of the problem, and he spoke to the storm. Sorry, I do have the result of uh, navigating. I could have shown us that other interpretation which talked about the storm. Now, <clears throat> so the source of the issue in Sudan 
is what I really want us to look at today. Sudan has been a nation in turmoil. It was the last week or so, or a week, about a week and a half ago, a flag was raised. They said the nation of the Nubians. The Nubian nation is so many things that are kind of bringing that nation into as if it is going to it's, it's, it's disintegrating. But we know that there is a source behind all this storm. There is, a, there is something going behind the scene that God in his faithfulness and mercy need to arrest, that the thing that could be seen on the surface will be arrested as well. So when Jesus Christ rose up at the time of this storm, Jesus wasn't even the storm. He went first for the wind, whether the force behind the storm. He rebuked the wind and then he spoke to that storm. Now, like I said, I wanted to read out, I don't know if some of them, I asked Uncle Amos, I don't want to join me. I don't know if he's able to make it. I'm still checking if he's able to make Uncle Amos. I can't see him on this call yet. No, he's not on the call yet. So a couple of the South Sudanese friends that I reached out to, and I asked them to join this hour. And he told me he was also going to share the, the link with other South Sudanese and Sudanese friends. So in case you are from Sudan and you got the link from Brother Amos Adiromu, please just use the, the link to raise your hand so that I know that you are one of those people that I'm expecting to be on the call, either from Sudan or from South Sudan, because Brother Amos said he was going to share it with, with a team of those who are praying for Sudan. Now, uh, I need to continue so that I share with us some of the, some of the things that I now reached out to our brothers, our brethren that were in Sudan. And my concern was, what are we dealing with? Of course, we know there are two factions in Sudan. That's one is public. Everybody knows that there are two factions and are, everyone is fighting for the power. But beyond what we are seeing on the surface, what are the causes? What are the wins? that we as intercessors can actually look into and deal with so that we lay the axe, like the Bible says, lay the axe to the root. And, and, I, and I reach out, there's this brother, Primate, who is a very close friend of Brother Amos, who is one of our leaders. And there's actually a forum we call the South, the South Sudan. We used to have a conference with them. And so he reached out to them. And he, to this primate is from the Episcopal Church of Sudan. I actually asked if he could be able to join us, but he said that no, the situation is not helping with the internet. So he couldn't join because of the internet. But this is what he wrote when I asked Brother Amos to reach out to him. He said, this is an update. He said he has been in touch with the local organizing committee of Sudan Mission Awareness Consultative Conference. This is a conference we've been, I am being involved with a couple of years back. It is called the Sudan Mission Awareness and Consultative Conference. This is a conference of those who are involved in reaching out to Sudan and South Sudan. And by God's grace, I happen to be one of those friends of this conference. And then when we reach out now to this primate, who is an Episcopal Church of Sudan, this is what he said, the situation is getting worse, the whole nation is traumatized, and the brethren need to be encouraged, a cube, and spiritually, both spiritually and morally. It says that he has been praying also that, he, that there will be understanding. And more importantly, he said, this is a spiritual battle to bring Sudan back to the era of the former president, Omar al-Bashir. That, that's one key thing I got from this primate, that they are trying to draw the nation back to the era of spiritual oppression, Area, era of whereby it's very Islamic. They're already trying to tend to becoming a democratic nation whereby they allow women to be part of the government. And, but some of them are still very fundamental. They were not happy about it. So they are using this opportunity now to bring that nation back to the state it used to be. So the Muslim Brotherhood of Sudan are behind what is happening now in the nation. And this is very authoritative. The Muslim Brotherhood of Sudan are behind what is happening now in the nation. So a political analyst in Khartoum said that, he said it on Al Jazeera just this past Sunday, he said the two generals are being used to achieve their plans. The two generals are being used to achieve their plan. No, no, what is the plan? 
they see that if the nation of Sudan is allowed to go in the way it is going, very soon it could end up being a fully democratic nation, whereby it will now completely move out from being very Islamic, very, very, and all that. So these two generals are just, according to this information we are getting, and I said, I told you, this, this is from the inside. They said that they are being used to achieve their plan, that we should now pray that the Lord will open the eyes of the brethren to receive spiritual understanding of what is really happening in Sudan. So, said so before now, secret meetings were being held with Omar al-Bashir right in the prison, and then the Muslim Brotherhood in Khartoum. The two generals, Abdul Fattah al-Burham and Mohammed Hamdan, Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, they were in the transitional government as military officer officials, so both of them. And the Sudanese citizens were protesting against the military in that transitional government until the coup, which happened, of course, in 2021. At the time, the military were to have, they were to have exited the government. A lot of reforms took place under the leadership of the prime minister. Then Abdallah Hamdok, who was a civilian in the transitional government, he abolished the Sharia law. At least what I'm doing now. He abolished the Sharia law and other related laws, which was a big threat to the Muslim Brotherhood. So pray along with us that they need to get back. Okay, now this, this is another from another brother who is sharing this one that talking about personal thing. But let me let me let me jump that. It says now Islam has been going in South Sudan as well. Now you're now talking about South Sudan. And the reason that's why we have organized two Islamic seminars for the church in Juba. But let me stop here for now. Let's first reflect on what I've shared so far. Now, when you read in the news, some of these facts that we are bringing up here, they are not out there. They tell you they are factions, they are Islamic factions, blah, blah, blah. But behind, the wind that is actually behind in the issue of Sudan is to be able to stall the growth of the, the gradual moving of Sudan to a democratic nation and be able to break the strength of Islam over that nation. And the Islamic Brotherhood noticing this, especially when the Sharia law was withdrawn, they knew that if they don't do anything, if they don't do something very quickly, that nation may eventually become a very open nation where the gospel can be preached, where the scripture of Jesus Christ can be shared, and then they would lose that, that, that state of being an Islamic nation. So brethren, as we are gathered this afternoon, I know, of course, many of us have been reading quite a number of issues from the BBC, from all these, what is it called, the media. But the wind that is behind the situation in Sudan is to ensure that Sudan does not become a fully liberated and democratic nation. And for that to happen, those who are Islamic fundamentalists, they must fight to get back the nation and rule from the Islamic point of view. So as men of God, as watchmen, we intercede from the strength of information. Because the Bible said in 1 chapter 5, verse 14, so if we ask according to the will of God, we know that he hears us. Because if we depend on what the media is publishing, if we are looking at what the, publish, the, the media is just putting out there, we will not be dealing with the wind. Because the media also, as many of us are aware, they are, some of them are being, they are being paid to tell the public what they want the public to hear. So I, that's part of the propaganda. We know that happened all across the world. So once you're able to, when you're able to pay their price, they will tell the world what they want the world to hear about what is going on. But as watchmen, and because we have people that are on the ground right there in Sudan, men that actually know what's going on, men that really know and know what's going on with fact, we can be able to say that we are dealing more with the spiritual warfare even more than the physical storm they were seeing. In other words, the wind behind the Sudanese situation 
is Islamic fundamentalism. And until we break the strength of that Islamic fundamentalism, uh, the nation of, of Sudan may continue to rock in this situation. One of the first prayer I would like us to pray today is from Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, which says that it shall come to pass in that day that his body shall be taken away from all our shoulder, the yoke of all our men, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. People are being paid to go to war. People are being paid, sponsored, to ensure that the nation is fully Islamized. People are being paid to ensure that they put money they have in the pocket of people to ensure that the militants will continue to do what they are doing in order to keep their nation Islamized. Our prayer as watchmen upon the wall, as men that sits on the tower, is to cry out to God that the Lord will break the strength of every man that's behind the scene. Let, let me read another thing that my brother also, another brother shared with me. He said, good morning, my dear brother. Uh, I said, thank you for your continuous support and stand with Sudan <clears throat> and their people at this war situation. And also, okay, okay, I invited them to join us last week. Unfortunately, you know, it's the unfortunately, the challenge of internet facility cannot allow us to join you. The network is very weak, but most of the time not even there. As we have been following the news, there has been ceasefire agreement was signed between SAF and RSF in Jeddah, that's in, in Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Jeddah, which will come to force this evening. That was last week. The period of the ceasefire is for seven days, renewable for another period by both parties. This is a very good step, and I think people should pray that that ceasefire agreement is to be honored and implemented to give people space to find food and safety and to get to other safer, safer areas. This is message also is from the same primate that I'm talking about. We are all aware, of course, the news is that, that has been in the news that there have been a ceasefire and then the ceasefire is supposed to be honored. But let me now look at the last aspect. Should we begin to pray? I would like us to pray. And I don't know if some of my studies friends have joined. Okay, Uncle Amos is here. Oh my goodness, Uncle Amos, how are you, sir? I'm sorry, I have issue with my Wi-Fi. How are you, Uncle Amos? Please say hi to I'm us. Fine. I'm oh, very my goodness. fine. Thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So, thank you for joining us. God bless you, sir. I'm sorry, I have a little bit challenge with my Wi-Fi, so that's why I couldn't share my video. But I'm going to stop in a while because I would like you to speak. Uh, I would like you, Uncle Amos, to speak into this is one of my mentors in ministry many years so when he's on the platform i need to keep my mouth shut <laughs> uh, yeah thank you okay so um uh, let me read the last thing you sent to me okay was on the the fighting then i'm going to give you time to share so that if you can share for i'm sorry i didn't notice you joined i could have stopped while maybe a, a bit no, earlier it's, it's okay it's okay yeah. thank you all right Having two armies in one country really is a big message in Sudan. That's the fighting in Sudan now is in the second month, showing no sign of ending, and it's contributed to Africa's swelling number of people displaced by conflict. What began as a feud between two factions in Khartoum has spread to other regions, claiming life, shutting down public life, destroying infrastructures, and sparking a humanitarian crisis. This Friday, the prayer focus will be on scriptural engagement, as well as the situation in Sudan. During the three-day fast and prayer we they have for Sudan, they have had some truly remarkable testimonies of what God is doing. Now, Uncle Amos, I would like you to speak into the spiritual because I pick up this sharing today from the perspective of Mark chapter 4, where Jesus Christ, when he was, of course, traveling with the disciples and then there was a storm, and he rebuked the wind, which was the source of the problem. And I want you to enlighten us maybe a couple of 10 minutes or so as God will enable you as one of the, of course, our, our elders in Africa, share with us the situation, especially from the spiritual perspective, that these watchmen, these are global watchmen, we can be able to pray with better understanding and really know what we are dealing with from the source. Over to you, Uncle Amos. Thank you very much, Emmanuel. I totally forgot until I saw your message you just sent to me. Thank you for the reminder. I serve as a missionary here in Juba, 
in South Sudan. And I moved to South Sudan with my wife in 2015, April 2015, with a calling of God upon our lives. In 2013, South Sudan happened to be the only Christian nation within the 1040 window with Arabic as a language. And my passion is to reach out to the Arab world. Yeah, since I was made the international director of Cavalry Ministries Capro in 2004, even though I have retired <laughs> as a Capro missionary at uh, the official retirement age of 70 years, but I'm not tired. And uh, I'm back to Cap to Juba under the our local church in Lagos. Now, why I'm giving you all this background is for you to know a little bit about me and my passion. God allowed things like this to happen for a purpose. In fact, I don't want to repeat all that Emmanuel has shared already to, with you people. When this thing started about a month ago, that same week, the Lord gave me Psalm 4, 1 to, Psalm 2, verses 1 to 4. I'm trying to connect the spiritual implication of what has happened or what is happening. What Brian Manuel has shared with us, this scripture was given to me by the Lord. He said, let me read it. I'm sorry, I have to read it so that I will, will get the proper. I'm sure it's a familiar, it's a familiar Bible verse, Bible passage, but I want to read it. Uh, yeah, Psalm 2, verse 1 to 4. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers of the uh, and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed against anointed saying let us break their chains and throw off their shackles the one enthroned in heaven laughs and the Lord scoffs at them I like the King James version of this verses we have just read. All that has been happening, as Brian Manuel has mentioned to us, is spiritually loaded. The, how do you call it, Muslim Brotherhood behind this thing and God allowed it to happen as you might have known Sudan has the largest number of unreached people groups in Africa and the fifth in the whole world. So I believe one of the reasons the Lord allowed this crisis is to give Sudanese people who have now become refugees 
in South Sudan, in Chad, Ethiopia, the opportunity for them to hear the gospel of the kingdom of God. From what I've just said now, my prayer point will be that we will pray that the church, the body of Christ in these countries will see this as opportunity God has given us to reach out to the South, I mean, to the Sudanese people who have become refugees. They are now more open to hear the good news of the kingdom of God right now in this crisis. They are traumatized. And the church must take this as an opportunity to reach out to these Sudanese refugees with the love of Christ. And to equip them, we don't know for how long, we don't know for how long this thing is going to last. Time is not at our disposal. We don't have much time. So, Let's pray that the church will see this as opportunity to reach out to the, to the Sudanese refugees. I was grieved in my heart when I saw on Al Jazeera the, the refugees that were moving to Chad in an open field, no water, no food, even UN. They are all shocked with what is happening. So let's pray that God will raise support globally and put in the hands of Christian organizations that are involved in humanitarian work to be able to reach these people with the love of Christ. They need shelter. They need medicine. I just want to run up. In Juba, last week, Thursday, a group of, of Christian organizations have came together to discuss on how we can reach out to these refugees. I just want to, for us to pray. I just want for us to pray that God will open the eyes of the churches in these countries that the refugees are. And secondly, to pray that God will supply the humanitarian needs that have been created through this war going on in Sudan. Medicine, shelter, and food. And also to pray that the hearts of these refugees will be open to be able to receive the gospel shown by the love of Christ. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's a joy to have you with us. <clears throat> In Africa, many of us have known about Capro. Capro International is a ministry that has been one of the pioneer missionary organizations on the continent of Africa for almost 50 years or more now. Uh, am I right? Capro is about 50 or 40 something now. Uncle Amos, you are muted, sir. You are muted. Yeah, we celebrated 48 years in April. Wow. So two years' time, capital missions will be 
50 years on the continent as a missionary organization. And I can tell you that in terms of mission, sending force on the continent of Africa, CAPRO missions stand tall. With all humility, not because I'm connected to CAPRO, CAPRO is one of the leading, leading missionary organizations on this continent of Africa. And I thank God that Uncle Amos here today has served two terms as the international director of CAPRO mission, two terms as international director, even before he retired. We're glad to have you with us. The Lord bless you. Thank you. May the Lord continue to renew your strength. I pray that when I'm 70, I will still be able to remain on the mission field. <laughs> All right. Pray, for, people... pray, pray for me. Pray for me and my <laughs> wife. We need, we need to keep on. Okay, we are praying for you. The Lord will continue to strengthen you in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, and we will remember to pray for you. You have heard, the Bible says, heart of the mouth of two or three, every word shall be established. That basically what is happening in Sudan is more spiritual than what we see in the media. And that's why, you know, of course, we all are aware that the spiritual, the physical, we're going to go to that wind now with the little that we have had. We are going to go on to that wind. The source of this is very much spiritual. And the first scripture we're going to pray, we're all going to unmute ourselves. We're going to pray in the life of Isaiah chapter 10 to the 7. I'm going to ask us to pick a couple of prayer points in the interest of time. Then I'm opening it up for those who are led by the Spirit of God to pray. But I want us to pray just a few prayer together, a corporate. The first one in Isaiah chapter 10 to the 7, which says that it, says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder. The yoke from your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. There is a yoke of the enemy over the nation of Sudan to keep that nation bound to the Islamic spirit. That everything that could make that nation to be opened up in a way that the gospel of Jesus Christ can be, can be freely preached, they want to ensure that does not happen. But the Bible said in Lamentations 3, verse 37, Lamentation 3, 37 says, Who is he that speaks and it comes to pass? when the Lord has not commanded it. Two prayer points in one. Number one, we are going to declare as watchmen upon the nation that the struggle of Islam over the nation of Sudan will declare it broken. According to Isaiah 10 to the 7. And then number two, because it's two in one prayer, that every element, every instrument that the enemy is trying to put in place to ensure that that nation is not liberated, that God Almighty will make all of their wisdom, all of their agenda to utterly fail, that the purpose of God for the nation will be accomplished. I would like us all to unmute. Let's all unmute and let's Michael, lift up our voice. Michael, and can Christ. you just give us the verse again? It was Isaiah 10, verse. Isaiah 10, 27, and Lamentation 3. Of Lamentation chapter 3, verse 37. Isaiah 10, 27. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 37. 37. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Now let's all lift up our voice before the Lord and pray those two prayer points and say, Lord, we break the stronghold of Islam over the nation of Islam, over the nation of Sudan. We come against that stronghold. Let's all unmute. Everybody, let's all unmute and, and cry to God. So, Lord, that stronghold yes, that the enemy is in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. I'm going to let you unmute yourself, but I want us to pray again specifically now. Lamentation 3, verse 37, which says, Who is he who speaks and it comes to pass? when the Lord has not commanded it. Who is he who speaks? Lamentation 3, verse 37. And it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it. Yes, and I want also to connect with what Uncle Amos shared with us in that Psalm chapter 2, whereby the revelation God gave to him in Psalm chapter 2. I want to read it from where he, he read for us, from verse 1 to 4. He said, why do the nations so rage? And the people plot a vain thing. It's that the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against an anointed. They say, let us break their bones in pieces and cast away their cause from us. 
The Bible says, he who sits in heaven shall love. The Lord shall hold them in derision. In other words, whatever God has not spoken concerning Sudan will never see the light of the day. No matter how they plan it, no matter how they put their hand together, no matter whatever they are planning in their core courts, the God of heaven will laugh at, that, at them. And Isaiah chapter 14, the last scripture, we are going to now decree Isaiah 14, 24 and Isaiah 14, 27. Isaiah chapter 14, very quickly, verse 24, and then go to also verse 27, two verses. Isaiah 14, verse 24 says, it said, the Lord of hosts has sworn. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have proposed, so it shall stand. Remember that in, in Psalm chapter 2, he was laughing at them. But here, he now says that as I have thought, and as I have proposed for the nation of Sudan, so shall it stand, and so shall it come to pass. Now look at verse 27. Isaiah 14, verse 27. Let's look at what it says. It says, for the Lord of hosts has proposed, and who will acknowledge? His hand is stretched out. Who will turn it back? So let's pick those three scriptures together. Lamentation 37 says, who is it that speaks when the Lord has not commanded it? And accepted in Psalm 2, the Bible said they are trying to bring their own counsel. God is going to laugh at them. But here in Isaiah chapter 14, the first, God said, my counsel for the nation of Sudan, nobody can reverse it. I want us all now to now unmute now and begin to decree the counsel of God for the freedom of the nation of Sudan. That Sudan is your time, it's your season for liberty. It's your season for the light of God to shine. Let's all unmute right now. Please pray these three scriptures into that nation right now. Lord, it's time for the nation of Sudan to open up for the gospel of Jesus. It's time that men will begin to see Jesus in their dream. It's time for people to come boldly to declare Jesus, even as they are refugees and being dispersed all across the nation of Africa and the rest of the world. Shut it's up. time for them to begin to encounter Jesus in mass. Thank you. That is your will. This is happening. God, this is you have your hand on the evil one will not die. Let's pray. Let's just take just one more prayer point and I'm going to ask Uncle Lemos to pray. I know that we are on top of the hour. I'm going to ask uh, us just pray one more prayer point, and then I'm going to invite Uncle Amos to help us to run our prayer time together. Now, we know that in a time like this, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, All things work together for good to them that are the called. Romans 8, 28. Let me just read it straight from the scripture so that I'm sure that I'm in line. So that the theologians that I will be called tonight will not crucify me. Romans 8 28, very quickly. Yes, this is what it says. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, for good to those who love God, and to those who are the called according to his purpose. Those who are the called according to God's purpose. Now, I want to pray that this will be the time that the call of God in the nation of Sudan will arise to the fulfillment of their calling. There are many that have been secret disciples for years. They cannot lift up their head because they are scared. There are many who are secret believers. They cannot practice their faith because they are scared of persecution. But let's pray now, Lord, in the midst of all this, Lord, let the remnant come up and become the majority. Let those who are the underground churches come forth boldly to declare their faith that as many as are even dispersed, let it be a time of their of salvation. Let's lift up our voice. Let's pray that prayer for about two minutes and I will invite our Uncle Lemos to round up our time together. Let's lift up our voice now. Please don't mute. Let's pray. Let this be the season of salvation. The Bible says, oh God, in 2 Corinthians, see, let's all of me, please unmute yourself, please, and pray that prayer in a minute that the Lord, our God, will let this be a season 
that all the secret disciples will arise to the fulfillment of their ministry in the nation of Sudan. All those who have been secret disciples, all those who are secret believers, all those who have been dispersed across the nations of the earth, boldly and come to the faith. And mass, those who are called among them, yes, yes, encouragement, Lord. And amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Uncle Mosa, please omit yourself and kindly help us to round up our time together. Yes. How about you, sir? Our Father and our God, we are grateful unto you because you are God and throne who knows the end from the beginning. We thank you, God Almighty, because you are God who has spoken and you cannot lie. You say you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth and repent. My Father and my God, you gave John, beloved, the revelation in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, that in the last day, great multitude of people gather before the Lamb of God from every nation, from every tongue, from every tribe. My Father and my God, all the Sudanese people that in that vision you gave to, to, to John, who are yet to be, to be born again, Holy Spirit of God, wherever they are right now, we ask that you draw them. Draw them by your power in the name of Jesus. My Father and my God, please, I thank you. I thank you for this prayer altar that you have raised up, oh God of heaven and the earth. I cover them with the blood of Jesus. Every one of them who has been part of this prayer time, oh God, watch over them. Watch over their families in the name of Jesus. Lord of heaven and the earth, help us to remain faithful to you in various assignments you have given to us, so that at the end of our race here on earth, when we shall meet you face to face, we will hear that commendation. Well, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Oh God, let this be our commendation which I receive from you. Thank you, Almighty God for what you are doing in the heavens as a result of this prayer time. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor. We give you the praise. Yes, Father, we thank you because you desired that we talk to you and you promised to hear us. We give you the glory, honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. And all those people say. Amen. 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 Excuse me, brothers and sisters. For those of us, I just wrote something hurriedly. Because of time, I would type again. I will retype my email. It's amos.aderomo at gmail.com. If you are interested, for more updates on what the church in South Sudan is planning to reach these Sudanese people who are refugees, I would like you to drop me an email and then you can be praying for us. I was telling you at the beginning that we moved to South Sudan in 2015 and we have conducted mission awareness conferences presenting the unreached people groups of Sudan, South Sudan, to the Church of Sudan, to the Church of South Sudan. 
and all of the church or rich people groups have been adopted. Mm. Praise God. Amen. Now we started Sudan. We were reaching Sudan. That was where Brother Emmanuel joined us in Nairobi when we brought 30 key church leaders from Sudan to Nairobi to share with them the state of the unreached people groups in, in, in Sudan, encourage them to make commitment of adoption. And last year, we had the second one in Juba here to follow up on, on what, yeah, we, are, we did in Nairobi. So I would like to keep us Please, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's us. thank you so much for this opportunity. I've put the email address in the chat, but I'll also try and put it on signal, I think, on the Global Watch group, okay? Okay, Joe, but is it with dot or without dot? Yes. Sorry? <laughs> what? There are two email addresses in the chat. Is it with dot, Amos, or is it it's without with a dot. dot? It's the one I put up because he it's, sent it to me. It's okay. Amos, dot Adiromo. Okay. okay. So Sorry about that. If you put it wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see. Okay. And I believe uh, Michael's going to give some information that Shirley was. Wanting. You know, that, that's all for now. I was just reminding Brother Amos that the, the conference in, in Nairobi was 2019 before we had the one last year in Juba. All right. Thank you all for your time. Maybe, uh, Joe, why don't you rattle? Now, if you could just, can Chili, can you just mention that? Because I saw you put it in the chat, but I don't think many people were able to read it quickly because they were. Yes, just a reminder of the next two watches, Tuesday, 30th of May, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. This is where we are going to do a culmination of Isaiah 62. We're going to review, share insights and experiences and pray into the coming season of the summons. Tuesday, 30th of May, 3 p.m., we are having a Global Watch family, not the family watch, but us, a family watch for praying and for sharing and for encouraging one another. So I just want to encourage you all to be there and have a great day, morning and afternoon. <laughs> okay. God bless you. I have to leave Thank you. you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amos, blessings to you. Protect us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Shalom. Shalom. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.